Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the OnLive podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. Hello and welcome to On Life with Helen. I am so excited to have Rosa Maria Marujo from Trusted American Insurance Agency. She is a FMO for Medicare and other lines of insurance. And Rosemary and I have known each other now since I think 2015-ish. And we've been on a journey together. And as you know, I have a lot of my peeps on the show just because I like to get their brain trust out in the world. And, you know, this is all about business owners and people getting their toolboxes full with things that they can use because it's not all about life insurance, long-term care, disability. It's it's just about you being the business owner and people coming to you for the solution when your family hits the crisis mode. So I'm going to have Rosemaria tell us a little bit about where she's been and where she's going. And then we're just going to hop into this episode, which is going to be on Medicare 2023. What do we have to look forward to? So welcome, Rosemaria. Excited to be here, Helen. It's always a pleasure to work with friends on projects. And this one is fun for me and, of course, dear to my heart because I love Medicare. Yes, And you it's do. what I focus on. <laughs> so, yeah, and Helen and I have been doing, you know, a lot of back and forth with Medicare for our clients. Me, as a focal point, have been working with brokers primarily. So my business is to support insurance brokers, financial professionals, and employers with how do we transition our clients to Medicare properly. And we do it in 50 states. And, you know, I just want to continue advocating for this value that is necessary for us to educate the clients about Medicare, because even more than ever this year, I've never seen the amount of unique things happening in this industry as this year is going to bring for the It's crazy. And for the I employees. know. Your story of how you got started in this business is so cute. Do you mind sharing it about you and your grandma? So I started getting into the industry of insurance when my grandparents, which are off the boat, came from Greece and <laughs> they didn't know anything. You know, they were just like, okay, I need insurance. And they got the standard original Medicare, didn't have a drug plan, didn't have a proper Medicare supplement policy. And back then, there was no Medicare Advantage. When they were first eligible, it was Medigap and maybe, you know, a J, which had some drug coverage in it. 
the PDPs were not really as equipped as they are now, right? right. So they were paying so much money out of pocket for their drug costs. And right. we were looking at this and I actually did uh, with my mom, we were like the caregivers for right. my parents. So we did everything for them and we really learned quickly this is expensive and time consuming and not really beneficial to the family. I want to make sure my grandparents are taken care of properly by people who are really understand it. So I got into this industry because I said, this is incredible how there's no support out there. Right. And right away got licensed, certified, started selling Medicare and Medigap. And then realized, wow, this is a very interesting market where there's no help. Right. <laughs> and started Medicare Advantage sales, did really successful. I was originally in New York and built a large agency out there, then transitioned to California and built that to where it is today, which is a national FMO. And the rest is history. Just keep growing from there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I... I got into Medicare for two reasons. I needed a product or a line that kind of had some residual income, but I came across the same thing. I had so many of my broker partners saying, do you do Medicare? Can you help my mom? Can you help my grandpa? I've got this employer. His mom doesn't know. They don't know what's going on. And so it turned into like a service-based way to help my clients and my brokers out. And it's just grown into such a great service. So really, if you are in the Medicare business, it comes from a place of service, right? I mean, because you have to want to help people. It's the only way to do Medicare right. You are correct. If you are in the Medicare industry and you're not actually involved in doing the drug plans and Medicare Advantage, then you have a half piece to understanding the full story. Medicare supplement is a great avenue for production and growing your business, but the Medicare Advantage and the Part D are the true advocacy parts of the service right. here. I mean, the work that it entails. Yeah. We all know it's like we're doing, we're doing, this is our customer service. Um, what do you call it? Um, our give back to yes. the community. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So one reason that I'm having you on the do an episode now is that we have uh, the annual enrollment period coming up, which most people know is October 15th through December 7th. And that's when you can have your Advantage plans and drug plans looked at and evaluated. And uh, that's the primary purpose for that, Wednesday, that window for an effective date of January 1st. So I thought that you could take a moment and bring us up to speed on maybe like the top four or five things that are happening, because there's a lot happening. But to our business owners and people that are on plans already, just uh, talk a little bit about what's coming up in 2023. Yeah. So as a whole, Medicare is having a huge overhaul of compliance. So as it relates to compliance, just straight up, you're going to see more communication about, you know, if a broker is going to work with you, they're going to have to call record every call. Right. And you haven't seen that in the past, you know, and this is when people are doing virtual appointments, telephonic calls. They're communicating with you, not in person. If you're doing a seminar, you're in person with a broker who offers Medicare. They don't need to record anything, but this is part of the new compliance to support more ways of protecting the consumer. So, with it, its purpose is if you actually did a, enroll in a plan, you understand what you actually enrolled in. Right, right. So 
there's a lot of issues with a lot of commercials you might have seen on the TVs <laughs> and such forth. We'll mention names, but there's different, you know, special marketing opportunities out there where there's celebrities promoting certain types of services, right. like cards, Medicare Advantage plans. And it's confusing because if you're new to Medicare and you see these commercials, you think that you're eligible for those plans when you apply for Medicare. And it's different. A Medicare Advantage plan is totally different from a Medigap, different from Part D, different from original Medicare. So just awareness that, you know, there's going to be a lot of different marketing that's out there this year, but it's going to be a little bit more streamlined with compliance. So we were used to it already, guys. We all had to take the call recording for some sort of, you know, go to the bank, you go to the store. It doesn't matter what you're calling. You're used to call recording. But now you're going to see it more through the insurance industry. It's getting more streamlined with compliance there. Yeah. You know, so when those commercials, you know, that we talk about that run for six or seven months, I mean, you and I get so many phone calls because people are like, oh, I want that plan that has everything, you know, hearing, dental, vision, uh, walk my dog, get my part B back, uh, you know, uh, send food to my house, come pick me up. I mean, you know, you really have to have a conversation with people to share with them who those people are that usually qualify for those benefits and to reiterate, there is not one plan that has every single one of those benefits on it. And so I know it's confusing. And I know that, you know, we're moaning and groaning a little bit about having to do all the recordings, but I think it's going to help everybody to feel more comfortable, like you said, know what they're getting and enrolled with and maybe spending a little bit more time answering uh, questions and asking different questions. So we're on the same page with that. Yeah. Exactly. So you'll see that. That's a big transition. There's some disclaimers that we're going to have on different marketing materials. And anytime you see a email go out, there might be a little bit more disclaimers in that, you know, section for your email. But ultimately, rel- relatively speaking, the big thing was for brokers, insurance agents, we all need to do more compliance requirements on that perspective as we communicate with the community. As it relates to an employer, An employer's responsibility, if you have employees that are eligible for Medicare this year, there are some new guidelines related to what is it going to entail to make someone apply for Medicare. There's a big change happening with someone newly eligible for Medicare. There's something called the general enrollment period. And someone is applying for Medicare when they're first turning 65. Usually, they have three months before, the month of three months after, and they can apply and it becomes effective retro back to their original effective date of when they turn 65. So if I turn 65 in, I don't know, September right now, I apply in October or November, it could be potentially they might retro back your Part A to September and then your Part B could be effective October or November depending upon how quickly you went ahead and applied for that. So understanding those guidelines is one very important thing employers need to always pay attention to. But the second is CMS changed the rule a little bit. They made it a little smoother. If you miss that enrollment period, now they're giving you an opportunity in January of 2023. Usually you had what's called the general enrollment period, January to March 31st. If you miss your open enrollment for Medicare, Parts A and B, you can apply from January to March, and then it becomes effective the next July of that year. Right. That's that is crazy. such a long wave. Yeah. Crazy. 
And people had to wait and have more penalties, 10% for every month that they were eligible and didn't receive the Part B. So CMS said, man, we're going to fix that. So they did. They went ahead and said, if you apply in July, in January, you will become effective February. Nice. Which is huge. Your, Your Part B. If you apply in February, you'll become effective in March. You apply in March, you'll become effective in April. So that's kind of their game plan is to make it effective the next available effective date. So at least you don't have to wait as long as we always used to. So as an employer, awareness that that's out there for these 65-year-olds that are on your group insurance. The second is, of course, as an employer, if someone is eligible for Medicare, you're going to want to now more than ever because of compliance, you're going to want to start having a person who understands Medicare either in your organization or an HR representative outside or a broker that understands Medicare for your agency. Because as an employer, you have responsibilities to notify Medicare when someone is on credible coverage. Correct. And, and they have special websites now. CMS is auditing everything. Yes. And now, and now they have a special website where, you know, you can always reach out to us to learn about it. There's a special link where employers have to notify Medicare, hey, this person's on credible coverage until this date. When the coverage ends, they have to notify CMS on a website. Huge. Never had to do that before. Usually it was just send a piece of paper to apply for Part B later. And that was the employee's responsibility. Have a nice day. We'll see you guys later. Employers now have to pay attention to that online website and kind of keep track of it, or at least know they better have a good record keeping system so that their employees are not coming back with penalties because they didn't have credible coverage. Right. And we didn't know that was changing last year. So that created a lot of extra work and we had no idea what was going on because like CMS didn't really share that with us. (laughs) No. And CMS now has a new company that is their auditor right? For for late enrollment penalties. And that's a big thing for employers and employees in general, anybody on Medicare. When you are eligible for Medicare, if you didn't have a good tracking system of when you first retired, what that group coverage looked like and when it ended, they're coming back now years later and they're auditing their books and they're coming coming after people for late enrollment penalties. So I've been seeing that as we apply for Part B and Part D, and if people didn't get credible coverage records on proper forms, they're asking for proof of credible coverage. So, so in the past, when um, you know we get phone calls saying, "Hey, I'm turning 65. I'm on my employer plan. Do I have to do anything?" So in the past, it was pretty much an easier conversation to let them know as long as they had creditable coverage, we could have them fill out the Part B employer form, you know, just like what you just described. And it was super easy. But like now, it's kind of a different conversation. And so I'm just curious how you would coach people these days on when they're turning 65, you know, having that conversation, you know, should they stay? Should they move? What should they do? Great question. It really comes down to partnering with the employer. The employer has to have more of a relationship with the broker who's helping them with Medicare in their office or the employee who is going to decide if they want to retire 
if they have a broker that they're working with, they really need to bring in the information on what their credible coverage is going to look like and do a true comparison and make sure they understand their requirements because if they do not apply for Part B at the time they're supposed to, the employer also, depending upon if it's a large or small group, I've seen that employers that have large groups now are not allowing you to get in the middle of the year and cancel your credible coverage. They're saying, you missed it. You're going to wait until your annual review, and then we're going to term you off of the coverage and consider a credible termination of credible coverage. So for example, right now we're having fourth quarter Yep. and employers, a lot of employers are having their renewal time. So employees who are over 65 and on the group retiree plan at that point in time they're saying if you want to come off this is the time to do it we'll make it you know your time to do it but if you miss it don't ask us later you know we're not going to just take you off the insurance oh, because, that's interesting you know you feel they're being stricter about that process because they're worried about compliance now right the ones right. who are large groups they're aware that they got to show proof and they got those websites they got to work through. So that's one reason. And they're also responsible as an employer to advocate properly when someone ends credible coverage. As an employer, it needs to be in your employee handbook. And my recommendation, it also needs to be reviewed at time of renewal. If someone is eligible turning 65, you should be having a discussion with your employee. Here's your options on Medicare. Here's your options on group insurance. They should be doing that. And if they're not, why not? Yeah, you know, it's uh, part of the service that I offer quite a bit is, you know, going into companies and getting the people that are like 63 and up, getting them together once a year and start educating them about Medicare and what it looks like and answering those questions. And also for people where English is not a first language, you have to include those because I met with a guy down in uh, Lemoore uh, last month and he thought everything was for free for him and his wife. And I felt so bad because he was trying to figure out how to retire. And so now he's trying to figure out how am I going to pay for my, you know, part B, you know, the A and B and am I doing the advantage plan and what's going on? And so, you know, the more that we can educate people before they turn 65, the, the better the decisions can be made. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing each year, you know, there's updates, you know, as a National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals member, you know, that's called NABIF, it used to be called NAHU. And on a local level, we have all of these members who are insurance brokers and professionals. We're getting all this information about these updates before it even like hits the stands where right. employees and employers are having to deal with this. So, I mean, this stuff has been in our hands for already so long now. I feel like it should be part of the reality of everyone, but it's not. Yeah. So just more education is key. And just like you said, the communities that don't have the the language barriers, income, they're not getting this information as right. fast as they should either. So it starts with the employer. Yes, and uh, their employer and employee benefits broker, right? The two of them together. I mean, those are the two key. And then, you know, as we progress towards other things that are necessarily important for them to know, they 
pretty much have an understanding of, okay, someone applies for Medicare. What is, you know, the cost? Well, Irma, that's another thing we always talk about. Yeah. The rates for premium increases are going to get, you know, apparently they're supposed to be lowered this year. We'll see what the party oh. premiums are going to be. Really? Huh. They, they claim they're going to lower the premium. But just like anything else, if you're going to lower a premium for Part B, what else are you going to raise for that to happen? I don't right. know yet. Yeah. We're going to find out probably in November. So keep in, keep in line with uh, just the, these numbers could change. But for right now, the goal is that the Part B premium is going to be a little lower. And that would be great because that cost is very high right now for seniors, Medicare yeah. beneficiaries in general. So you bring up a really good point. And this is something that I make sure and cover with every person when I'm having that initial phone call is what is your part B going to cost? Because it can cost anywhere from 177 up to like five, six, $700 all in, right? Just depending on where your income yep. is. Yeah. And, you know, working with your CPA also, if you're purchasing or I'm sorry, if you're selling a big asset or something and your income is really high for a couple of years prior to you retiring and moving to Medicare, you're going to have a little bit of a expensive ride for a year or so. Rosemaria, one of the things that I wanted you to maybe talk about is some of the things that are out there for people with chronic diseases and specifically like diabetes and insulin and some of the cool things that are going to be happening over the next two or three years. Absolutely. So one of the cool things that Medicare is trying to implement, and it's part of the Inflation Act, that's a new uh, guideline or legislative act that was approved. It's going to be something that was signed into legislation on August 16th of 2022. and the purpose was to enact a bunch of different things that each year it's going to be new things from 2023 to 2029. There's going to be all these new mandates that are going to be implemented. We can go into each year, but the reality is I like to see what's going on year one, start there because each year these rules could change. You know, it depends when they see how it rolls. But for 2023, one of the nice things is no more cost sharing on Medicare parts A and B for any of the adult vaccinations that were covered under Part D. So, for example, the shingle shot, the shring rex, uh, that's no longer going to be a fee to a person on Medicare. So that's huge for the just the whole industry because those the Number shots one phone call throughout the year is how come my shingle shot is costing me 150 to $200? Yep, that's great news. Big, big, big. So that's one. And just in general, the vaccinations as a whole, it's been kind of interesting to see how Medicare Advantage plans, some of them were playing with it different than others. Medigap was very clear. It's black and white. Medicare doesn't cover it. We ain't covering it. Right. So having the vaccinations that were necessary are now going to be covered. And there's a slew of different ones that are going to be covered. But the shring, the shingles one was the most important one because that was the one that was talked about all the time most expensive. There is a lot going on with also just if you have diabetics and any type of insulin shots. Currently right now, since last year, there was a program that was made as a test pilot program that certain prescription drug companies, carriers participated in. It was called a savings model for prescriptions. And if you had certain diabetic drugs, they were 
participating in that insulin savings program that would make sure the cost of that drug was affordable. Moving forward, effective 2023, mid-year, it's going to be mandated that all Medicare Advantage, all prescription drug companies have to participate in covering that. So that's an exciting one for us. And I think it's going to be a big savings for seniors because they've been, you know, catering to go with a company that only covered that diabetic at the savings model. And it wasn't maybe a fit, you know, maybe not all their doctors were in it. Right. There was other benefits that were not covered the same way. So that is a huge benefit. And I'm looking forward to seeing those two pieces get addressed this year, which is a big, you know, cost bracket for people. And overall, these SNP plans in general, chronic SNP plans in certain states as a whole for Medicare Advantage, those plans are coming out with more popularity because that is a big niche. You know, if you have high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, if you have heart issues, chronic conditions, there are new innovative Medicare Advantage plans in certain areas that are giving you opportunities to apply for those plans and get a lot of those benefits covered on a regular basis and help those clients maintain services towards those needs. So they can go to the doctor for those needs and not have to pay co-pays, for example, sometimes. Right. And that was a big thing. So overall, I, I think the implementation of these new provisions with the Inflation Reduction Act, there are some great things for Medicare this year. And I'm excited about those things. So there's other quick things that'll happen in 2024 and 2025, but just one big one that's supposed to be the wow factor. I know, right, They're right. going to lower the MOOP. I mean, the out-of-pocket cost will be a max of $2,000 for, for medication. Yeah. Yeah. And if they do that, I mean, my goodness, that will be huge for seniors. So oh, it'll be a life changer for a lot of people. Yeah. So that's in 2025. That's the goal. We'll see what that, Right. And of course, in my opinion, just like any other situation, if they're going to do something with a max out of pocket, you can expect premiums might go up. Right. Yeah, they kind of get it one way or another. (laughs) Yeah. So but it'll be nice to see something where there's at least a cap so people have a planning mechanism to know this is what I'm going to spend out of pocket. And that will help employers to figure out if it makes sense to put people on these Part D plans, because that's been also the challenge is employers feel uncomfortable to let people come off their credible coverage because they're not sure if in the future the Medicare system is going to have, you know, better benefits for them. They're afraid. Okay. I don't know what that number looks like. That's why it's so important to get that analysis and why that drug portion has to be part of that analysis because the plan can be great. The out-of-pocket costs can go away. I mean, it can be really super duper. But then if your drugs don't fit the Medicare PDP or, you know, or prescription drug plan model, it can really get pretty messy. So one of the things that that you had brought to my attention, and I think I'd like you to share, is that new app that is out there for people to find out on their iPhones and um, I think Androids also. And then maybe talk about the Medicare and You booklet, the 2023, where it lists all of the new stuff that's coming out. Anyone that's on a plan has probably already received their booklet. It's, I don't know, 60, 70 pages. But this year, they should go through it, right? 
Yeah. So the next one is that Medicare and New Handbook. So two things. Number one, they get two things in the mail every year. If you have a Medicare Advantage or drug plan, you're going to get something called the Annual Notice of Change Letter. It's called ANOC, A-N-O-C. And you should have received it. It's September 28th right now that we're chatting. So essentially, it's something that comes in the mail between September 15th all the way to October 30th, October 31st. And it is a comparison of your plan right now for the new year and what you currently have. So it's just what's going to be the comparison. That's a critical document for you to understand what your plan is. It does do that for Medigap plans, but Medigaps don't change plan right. product-wise. They they just change premiums. So their letter is not an A knock. Their letter is just, hi, here's your premium increase or here's your <laughs> right. premium decrease. And they just kind of say that. But the Medicare and you handbook, it's red, white, and blue. And every year, this book is relatively big. And it has information on the back of the book related to your zip code. So your zip code, it will show you all of the plans available in your county. And in your county, it shows you Medicare Advantage, Medicare Part D. Medigap will not show up. It'll just have a chart in there. And the chart has you know, all the plans available on a general perspective. And it does have a listing of carriers that are Medigap carriers in your county that'll have the telephone number and you can call, but you have to call every single one of them, you know, so it's a lot of work. The Medicare Advantage and Part D companies, their plans and their premiums will show up as well. And it's always on the back, right at the end. So it'll do that information and it's very helpful, especially if you're just trying to get a high level on what's going on in your market. It's a great book to see that information. Yeah. And then on pages three and four, they have some, I think it's pages three or four, somewhere in the beginning, they have some icons of what's new, what they've added, what changes. And it's really easy to get through and take a peek and see some of the things because, you know, we do talk about the cost of things and a little bit of hassle of recording and the whole deal, but there are some really good things that are happening this year that continues to make Medicare better for everybody. So, And another thing it does too is if you are an employer and you have group insurance, it does talk a little bit about that. And it does talk about HSAs. And HSAs are kind of something interesting. You need to understand how to avoid tax penalties with that. So I just bring that up as a high level because if you have an HSA, you have to stop contributing to that HSA six months before you apply for Part A or B. And that's Correct. so important. And and it's in the Medicare and Union Handbook, but no one reads it. Right. <laughs> so I hope you take a look at it. It's very helpful, or at least talk to your financial, you know, broker who's working with your employer or, you know. Nice. So in kind of like wrapping things up, what would you like maybe the one or two takeaways for people this year? If they do one or two things this year in thinking about Medicare or having their plans evaluated, what do you recommend that that they do? So first is there are always changes every single year and mid-year for Medicare. That's number one. And if you're going to look to get a Medicare plan, understand that it's just like any other type of thing that you buy out there in the market. You want to have someone who's an expert or someone who actually watches this stuff regularly, okay? Because it changes. And do you want to be that person to do that for yourself? Unless you do, great. 
But if you want to have like bookkeeper or taxes or anything, you want to have a doctor. It's the same thing. You want to have somebody who's overseeing this thing, get a checkup from an agent who does this on a regular basis. Go see your doctor who is your agent and they will review it to make sure you're in good wellness with your health insurance because it changes every year. This is the time to make the change because the annual enrollment period is October 15th to December 7th. This is a time where you can see what your plan is going to look like for 2023. Every year it's the same. It doesn't change for Medicare Parts A, B, D, and C, Medicare Advantage and Part D. Everything changes now for January 1st. And then as it relates to Medigap, that changes according to when you had your plan renewed. Right. So every, that one's different, but at least if you have someone who understands those guidelines, they can take care of that for you and make sure you're in good shape. Got to check your medications, guys. I don't care if you've been on the same drug your whole life. That medication could be a different price point this year with your plan. Your pharmacy, look at your pharmacies because they are all now partnering with insurance carriers or they are owned by insurance carriers right. or they are the owner of the insurance carrier. Yeah, yeah, so big time. It's a, it's a big game now that you have to understand. You might go see XYZ Pharmacy, but you're in this plan over here and they don't play nice together. And now you're paying out-of-pocket costs for a drug that could be relatively cheap if you just went to their in-network pharmacy. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I'm glad you kind of brought that up because when we do our evaluations this time of the year, we do a plan based upon your current prescriptions. And then when something changes, that can really create um, different amounts that you get charged and kind of mess things up a little bit. So I always recommend that you get back with your agent and ask them to kind of help you navigate that. I want to give a plug for agents in general, because a lot of people don't understand that starting in July through September 30th, your agent has probably done anywhere from 15 to 20 plus hours of a training on all of the new rules and laws, all of the different product, all of the different carriers. And we do this every single year. So working with an agent and a broker and somebody who is a specialist in this area or knows Medicare inside and out, they are going to be your best advocate. So Rosa Maria, do you have any closing statements? Because this was fun. I know it was fast, but you can only talk about Medicare for so long. And then people are like, oh, that's enough of that. (laughs) So I appreciate your time. And do you have a closing statement or anything else you'd like to add? Well, one last thought is first off, thank you, Helen, for bringing me on today. Oh, yeah. I'd say that, you know, every time I talk about Medicare, it's a new thing that's going on. So just, you do want to work with people who are, like I mentioned, really in it full time. Right. Because it changes every single day. I can't tell you the changes that go on on a regular basis. And working with a broker is key. Um, Just one last thought for employers, COBRA, there's going to be some new changes for that. And If you have COBRA, usually it was not considered credible coverage. And in 2023, they're going to be offering an election period for if you have credible coverage through COBRA, Yes, we will be able to enroll you into a special election period without late enrollment penalties. And this is just an example of one of the many 
things that happen all the time. So I just hope you guys find it interesting. And if you do have any questions about Medicare, feel free to reach out to Helen. She's actually one of my top Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And she's fantastic. She does great work nationally. And I, you know, I do know that, you know, you want to have people who understand the rules nationally as well. These rules change per state, per county. Medicaid is different in each state. The guidelines for Medigap are different each state. And you want to have someone that understands the different guidelines functioning throughout nationally on a federal level. Well, Rosemarie, I've been wanting you to get you on this show. And October is my anniversary year, first one. So you're going to be in that spotlight. So I'm super excited about that. So uh, I just want you to know that Rosemaria Marujo from Trusted American Insurance Agency is the current president for the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters. And they are part of, is it NABIP now that we're calling? Yep. Part of the national. And uh, we, uh, as a group, are always out there working for your benefit. And so... Rosemaria, thank you so much for all the work that you do. I know it's a volunteer position, but man, you are badass and I really appreciate working with you. Thank you, Helen. Great fun we had here today. All right. All right, everyone. Enjoy the episode and I'll be talking to you soon. Hello and welcome to On Life with Helen. Hey, this is a bonus uh, portion of this podcast on Medicare update because uh, literally the same day that we finished recording our episode with Rosa Maria Marujo, the CMS released all of the information that you're probably all waiting for. And that is how, what are the costs going to look like for parts A and D and Irma and all that goodness. So uh, Rosa Maria was gracious enough to pop on real quick while she's on vacation and give us a quick update. So Rosa Maria, thanks for joining us. And I know you're taking a a little breather today just before the madness starts. So why don't you go ahead and give us an update? Absolutely. Anything for this uh, great podcast, by the way. I love it. Heard about um, the Medicare updates and I could not believe they got the numbers out much earlier than they've ever done in many years. I know. So, I mean, we're usually waiting around November. So this was quite, you know, quite exciting. And Without further ado, the number is actually lower. So when you're looking at the Part B premium, this is what a Medicare beneficiary pays when they apply for Part A automatically because they work their 40 quarters, you know, and in certain circumstances, it's free. They still have to pay for Part B. They have to be eligible for it. And if you're making less than or equal to 90, 97K annually, modified adjust gross income, or equal or less to 194K if you're filing jointly, you know, you and a spouse, the income makes that premium 164.90. 164.90 is a huge, you know, savings. I mean, we just, yeah. we're paying a lot more money for that. So, I mean, that that little premium decrease of $5.20, it's, it seems like not a lot, but it is a lot, especially with all of the other benefits that they've lowered down. So, the annual deductible for the Part B is now $226, which is also a $7 increase because it used to be $233. A decrease, so, right? I mean, 
a decrease. So yeah. it's two hundred and twenty six dollars for the Part B deductible. Got it. The premium is one sixty four ninety, and that's simply just the standard numbers. I mean, we can go through all the other numbers. Irma, Irma is basically your income related adjustment. Income related monthly adjustment is reflected upon how much you make. So if you're making two hundred and forty six k your premium is $230, you know, so it just goes up as you go up in income. Yeah. And, and anyone when you get that to- pays Irma, they're going to be happy for any relief because it can be super substantial because then they also pick up the part D also. So they're getting a savings all the way around this year. Yeah. So, and we can tap into that quickly. So looking at the part D Irma's, Essentially, what that means is it's about $12.20. If you're making $123,000 or $246,000, depending upon if you're filing independently or filing jointly, the IRMA starts at $12.20 and can go as high as $76.40. And that just gets tapped on every time you pay for a prescription drug plan or a Medicare Advantage plan that Irma sticks with you as your income stays. Correct. So it is a big thing to look at. And knowing the budget prior to AEP is huge. I mean, this was part of the challenges we've always had, Helen. You know, every year we're hoping those numbers are going to be around the numbers we did for the Medicare Part B from the previous year, and we're just hoping that it's not going to be a big number increase because it could affect the cost that you're breaking down when you do your annual reviews with customers. So it makes total sense that it's out in time for AEP, but I just hope uh, they continue doing this uh, moving forward, you know, get it to us early. Yeah, I'm excited too because when we're doing our reviews, people are always asking about those numbers, and every year it's like, I don't have them yet, I don't have them yet. And the people that ask the most are the higher wage earners because they're the ones that are usually having to pay significantly more for the Part B and D. So they're going to be super happy this year. You know, there's a lot of good news. I know this is a bonus and we're just talking about the A and B, but, you know, with them picking up the shingle shots and some other stuff and decreasing uh, some of the uh, benefits for those on insulin, this is a really good year for Medicare to have some savings. Yeah. And there is something new that's happening. So this is interesting. I've never seen this on the, you know, actual breakdown. If you look at the new Irma and the Part B coverage rates, they've added a new line item for autoimmunization. If you see that immunosuppressive drug coverage only for Part B. So this is very interesting. Basically what they did is if somebody had, uh, 36 months post kidney transplant in 2023, beginning in 2023, 36 months post kidney transplant, those people are are basically eligible to apply for Part B coverage at a lower premium. Wow. And so it's $97.10 is the starting premium. And so that's new and exciting because usually they weren't eligible to keep Part B after they've had a kidney transplant, you know, they were just, okay, now it's time to, yeah. So it's like, okay, now you, you know, it was, it was really like, you're, you know, you're, you're done. You've gotten through your coverage and then they have like a a time where you can just fall off. 
Or if you were able to get approved, you know, to keep the Part B, then you would pay the higher premium. Uh, but now, I mean, it's now they're just like, no, we're going to give it to you. You're totally fine. You can keep it at these lower rates. So $97.10 for the, you know, standard bracket, 97K to a 194K, or it can go as high as $485.50. So that's substantially that's cheaper great. than what we're used to. Yeah, it's good that that yeah. applies to those on Irma as well, right? So it does. Yeah, they like a break. <laughs> Yeah. So anyone who's got that, you know, I think it's going to be a big saving. Okay. Well, I know this is just kind of a bonus pop in, share the good news to tag along on our main podcast, which you've probably already listened to. Is there anything else that you want to add before you take off and enjoy the rest of your day today? Well, I would just say this year is a big year. There's a lot of new things happening with Medicare. So if you are a customer who's got Medicare or you have employees that have Medicare eligibility, more than ever this year, I think you need to talk to a broker. It's just such a lot of unique things happening. And you want to make sure that you're in the know with what is available to you. And if you have to do anything, if there's any you know changes that you have to do to adjust with what these new opportunities bring so all righty all right well there you go there's our little bonus uh, at the end there everyone thank you for listening and if you have any questions my contact information is available and i'd be happy to answer any questions for you all right take good care and we'll be talking with you soon Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated, and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, helen at ornellasinsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond.